Hey, it's Rowena here from Pretty Creative. My drink of choice, hands down, has to be an ice cold white wine. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work Life Wine Time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to episode two of Workwife One Time. In this episode, Rowena, Gemma and I talk about the challenges surrounding COVID-19 and some ways in which you can move through the stress and overwhelm and make some small but positive changes to your business and mindset. Just one other thing to mention. This is our first time as podcast parents and we definitely still have our L plates on. Some of the audio in this episode isn't great. A lesson for today, despite what others say, microphones matter. All the shoulds and the, you know, you have to do this and you should be doing that. It's like I think that's what got me down. That's what I was struggling with. It's like, you know, I should be looking at ways to pivot and I've got the technical know-how to pivot on a dime and I should be doing this and I should be doing that, but it's like I just don't have the energy. I'm trying to deal with my anxiety around this whole thing and with having my kids home and, you know, like I had a discussion with them a couple of days ago because I don't know why but I just kind of assumed that they understood that this whole homeschooling thing is sort of indefinite but they just kind of thought, oh, no, we'll go back for term two, we'll have maybe two weeks at home and then we'll be back at school. So, you know, I then had to have the conversation around, well, no, we don't know how long this is going on for like this is just now the status quo until it's not and um yeah I think like the I was just really struggling with I should be doing this and I should be doing that and it just made me feel really tired and I got really down and it's like I just didn't want to do anything like my motivation was in the gutter and then all these clients contacting me or just watching them on social media going I've got to close my doors and you know, I'm losing all my clients and it just it just all really got to me. And, yeah, I just really let it drag me down. And, you know, this week it's been a case of unless it's a phone call, it's not happening because <laughs> I was not looking this put together all week. It was just, <laughs> you know, out of the shower, into the tracksuit, don't worry about hair, makeup, anything, um, just kind of sitting behind the computer doing a bit of mucking around with work but, not really having my heart in it and then this morning in the shower I just kind of went okay my problem is I'm focusing too much on myself I need to focus on my clients and be more of a mindset of how can I serve because everyone's going through this it's not just me but I got in the whole wallowing oh poor me it's so hard (laughs) thing so that has really helped like today I got up I made the kids bacon and egg sandwiches for breakfast and I've just got a completely different mindset. Like I'm actually, I've got my energy back. I'm feeling motivated. I'm ready to jump in and do this and to get out and help other people again. And in a way, I kind of, I, I embrace that hustle mindset. I mean, you're, you're, I think, a few weeks ahead of me with regards to the being at home and doing all the things like mantra um, and pressure. Um, and so the first week, I tried to do all the things on top of the fact I had the kids around, on top of the fact that, you know, I should be having a health nothing thing or I should be doing this or, you know, we've got this time, we should be spending time together, we should, 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 should. And I was so burned out by Friday. 
Like I've I've experienced burnout performance being like a slow dribble over three months or five months, six months. But this was like all compressed into a week. Like it was like not only did I have all these emotions going through me, I had all these like self-imposed pressures going on me. I, you know, I, I was being bombarded with information that like was adding to my own personal anxiety, which is something that I've always um, had to deal with anyway. And then I sort of had the pressure of un- the unknown of what was going on with my business. I'm literally burnt out within a week. I crashed. I don't think I left my bed for the weekend. I read a whole book. I literally just checked out. And then I went, I read something that considers that this isn't normal. Like, it's not a normal situation. There isn't a pre, like, you should be responding like this because there's been none of these before. There's been no should before in this situation. And it's one of the things that I've done in my business a lot is, like, set your own freaking boundaries. You make the rules. As long as you are communicating that with people, be it your family, be it your friends, be it your clients, that's entirely okay. So I went, stop this, I'm not sitting in a while anymore. Yeah. I'm gonna let my body sleep. Um I am going to make sure I go out for a walk with the kids. I was like, mm, this is a novelty, you know? Like suddenly like we get told we can't go outside and we're like, oh we can go outside for this little bit, bit of time. Um <laughs> I I've shifted how I work and where I work and when I work to work with this situation and I feel like we get told this is how it should be but it, it doesn't have to be that way that's one of the things I feel like you learn most working with your own business is that if you keep trying to live up to someone else's expectations you might as well be in a corporate job yeah. mm-hmm. you know the whole point of this is that we want to be here we want to do this and we want to be different mm-hmm. you know so you know I've been having Phone calls with girlfriends more than I normally would. That's my lunch break. And I do it in the sunshine going, okay, this is okay. You know, I, I'm i working on my laptop in front of the TV at night after the kids go to because that's when I feel like when no one's around, that's when I, I, I can get stuff done and feel okay with that because I'm feeling like I don't have that other stuff that I should be doing. So by setting these new boundaries, I feel like suddenly – it's okay, and I have to admit that Michaela told me this one on her disaster day planner. Like I remember it saying, you know, what three things do I want to get done today? I've cut that back. It's down to one. If I can get one thing done and know that I've got that done, then I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have to work my way through a three-page to-do list because I have all this time. I was talking to a client um, earlier in the week and she's got five kids who are now all at home with her trying to run her business. And her goal is to spend one hour on her business a day. Like, that's it. She just went, set the bar low so I can reach it every time. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's really true. You've got to look at what you can do. And one thing that I did early on, right, right before I started burning myself out was, and I was really pleased I did this, I actually put an out-of-office notification on my email. You guys have probably seen it. Everything's crazy at the moment. I'm trying to keep up, but I can't. So, Because normally my clients have an expectation that I respond to emails within 24 hours. But it's like, you know, at the moment 
I just, it's really hard to keep my head in the right space. So just giving myself that breathing room actually made a really big difference. I wouldn't open my email and go, oh my God, I've got to deal with it all. It's like it just having that pressure off. So sort of shifting that boundary and communicating that to my clients, like that really made a big difference for me. That really, really helped. And I'm planning on doing a bit more. I've got a newsletter coming out next month and I was thinking about, okay, what do I want to communicate? What's like my next phase of my boundary shift so I can still, you know, get everything done, well, everything that I want to get done um, while still giving myself time and space and all that sort of thing. I love it with your, like, cringe when you mentioned that you were communicating to your email list. Because <laughs> it's funny, everyone keeps using this time, you know, they, they don't use this time to educate you, do all these extra things. Don't just do what you have been doing, do more. And it's like, well, for me, it's actually, you know, I live in tropical North Queensland. We have disasters like this come through where it affects business. You know, we've just had the bushfires. You know, there's been fundamental things that change your business. And it's when it comes around, it highlights the one glaring point in your business. Like, we can all talk and talk, and we all are really popular in our business. We're always really, um, you know, looking for that next way to move forward and what we want to be doing in the business. But even we sort of don't um, necessarily have all our ducks in a row. I mean, Gemma, uh, yeah. email lists. Email lists. <laughs> it's something that if we had in place, we could be utilising very well at the moment. Um, and, I, and I think it's, it's really important to think, okay, so yes, we're feeling we have so much pressure at, at the moment because everyone's saying we have all this time now because, yes, everyone's losing clients. People have had to shut their doors. They don't currently need my services but the doom and gloom of that is we know that is another side it's, it's like we're sort of walking over this bridge at the moment and, and we will get to the other side people will reopen our businesses will come back but our clients aren't leaving us forever some businesses i'm sure won't make it but you know i think most of us will be okay and just the pressure of everyone saying all this time now to do all of the things but it, even though it's, it's not always that realistic, but there is a time now, like how Rowena said before, to take it down a level, give yourself one goal instead of the three. Don't increase that pressure. This pressure is coming from everywhere at, at the moment. Um, and I, I just think, yes, so if I had my email list, my communicating with my clients would have taken me far shorter amount of time but now's the time to fix that up <laughs> and it's going to help us when we're on the other side of this right <laughs> and that's my singular thing as well my singular thing that if I had that sorted I don't get me wrong I'm super grateful I've got my website up before now as well because at least I had someone to direct them thanks to Gemma writing all my copy and actually in the last six months getting that up but it's great having somebody to direct them, but by not having an email list and a plan to how to communicate with people past that point, you know, when something comes up, whether there's a shift in your business, whether there is a natural disaster, whether, you know, you have a new service or, 
you know, you just want to have someone to gossip with. Like, whatever it is, by having that connection with people and having a foundation for it and having it all set up would make life a lot easier right now. <laughs> well, a, a really good way, a really good strategic thing to do right now, which comes out of what we're talking about, is to think about how you can serve your clients in this time. Like what what can you offer them? What value can you offer them? And I'm thinking lead magnet. That's, you know, where my mind's going. So what can you offer people to get them onto your email list right now? Something that will help them through this period or get them thinking towards, because like Gemma said, you know, we're just, we're just got to cross this bridge. So what things are sitting just at the other side of the bridge that we can start directing people's minds to now? And how, especially for, you know, service-based businesses, how can we start offering people thoughts and guidance in that direction that will, A, catch their interest so that they'll sign up to download the cheat sheet or watch the video or whatever it is um, so that you can build your list. Like now really is the brilliant time to start building your email list. Like I... I've, my brain's always going with a million ideas and I'm like, okay, what can I offer people that's really useful to them right now? You know, it's important to keep building your authority in your field so that when all this is over, people go, oh, my God, Rowena was, like, totally all over this and just communicating constantly about, you know, where to once we cross this bridge and so, you know, you're front and centre in their mind. Like in that respect, now it doesn't matter that you don't have one, but now is a really good time. Even if you can just come up with something really simple, like top five tips or, you know, a checklist or something. One of the things that I was thinking about and I've been thinking from that point is that you don't necessarily need to be doing all the things right now. It can be You can be thinking about the things. That's you know, like you've got this brain space a little bit more or actually – it's the opposite. We just want an excuse to think about something different, yeah. you know, and, and, and think about the other side, you know. Um, think of the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow when all this is over and when you can suddenly go, okay, I can breathe again, I'm over the bridge, what next? And as an example, something that I've been sort of thinking about as well is, okay, so I have four specific areas that I offer services in, how can I get people in the mindset of, like, thinking about this now so that when they are ready on the other side, you know, and it's not necessarily always about, you know, do this big thing now or make this big investment. It's more about just getting people in that space and in that mindset to be ready for what's on the other side. Yeah, like doing the pre-work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Using it as, as more of, a, of an opportunity rather than a a doom and gloom and, and especially if we're talking about lead magnets and emails and, and things like that it is keeping us front of mind for people when when they may be ready to make that investment i think a lot of what um people are doing like my i don't know about you guys but my inbox is flooded at the moment yeah so i feel mm-hmm. figuring out that thing that's going to make you stand a little apart and I can't help but think, like, the stuff that I'm reading and responding to the most at the moment 
on social media when I scan through my um, inbox and aim to get it down to zero. By the way, Michaela, that's not happening at the moment. Um, I, the thing, the people that I've seen be real through this are the ones that I'm most likely going to see open. So it's that connection between showing up on social media and being really real and really honest and then seeing that come through in the emails, not suddenly just being filtered through this funnel that they would use in normal times. You know, it's, it's, it's looking at how you can tailor that to this situation, you know, and show that you are being a little bit me too. You know, you're kind of going, I understand how you're feeling because I'm going through the same stuff. My kids are driving me insane. You know, I'm, I'm working stupid hours and, you know, we had noodles for the third night in a row this week. Keeping it real, but going, you know, I, I, I need to escape from that too. So I understand that you might be wanting to think about some of this other stuff. Here's some thoughts, you know. Um, because, like, for instance, the few people I've unsubscribed from, I can tell I'm just in I'm just in their same funnel at the moment. Yeah. Mm. The stuff they're doing feels really intensive. Mm. Mm-hmm. Some of the you stuff know? that I'm looking at doing is I want to like I, I'm setting up a special funnel for this, like you know, a nurture nurture funnel. <laughs> and I was thinking of using things like my um, disaster day planner, like transferring that into this funnel, but also. And this is only just an idea that came from what Gemma was talking about before we started the podcast about how she was out, um, you know, helping her parents in this time because, like, my dad's 80 and he was supposed to be here this week on holidays but because, you know, Tasmania closed the borders and, well, he's not supposed to be travelling anyway. Like, I'm thinking in my funnel because, like, I'm a tech person I could also provide opportunities and advice on staying connected with your family. Like it doesn't just have to be about business. It's about, you know, this is, and, you know, here's a short video that you can send your parents to teach them how to set up Zoom or Skype so they can talk to you. So it's kind of going, I'm trying to think of ways to step outside of the business box to make that, you know, real life connection yeah. a bit stronger with people because I'm, I'm exactly the same like the people that you've got the real honest social media posts and emails from it's like yeah they're the ones I read it's the ones that are all still shiny business as usual but it's a little bit difficult it's like yeah I just it's they don't connect with me at the moment and those connections it's funny I actually recently did a, a purge of my Facebook groups and things like that because based on how they made me feel. I, I had a coaching session and, and it, it made me realise how important that connection is through these times and any times because some of those accounts were making me feel less than or I was getting really badly stuck in comparison mode or but then I was having those ones where I'd flip through and I'd always watch every single one of their stories because it was just like I got that moment where I went, oh, it's not just me. You know, someone else is feeling this. And, you know, I comment to them and they comment back and it starts to build up this rapport in a time when it feels like we're supposed to be disconnected. It's not, it's actually just distancing. It's not social distancing. You know, it doesn't matter that 
we're supposed to be two metres from each other. I've got family in New Zealand, and I'm talking to them every day. I've done that in years. It's interesting the whole idea of the social distancing. You know how they keep going, oh, we've got a social distancing, social distancing. But then I've seen a few memes and things that it's like, well, no, it's not social distancing. It's actually physical distancing. Uh, We've got to uh not be socially distancing. We've got to be socially connecting. there you oh, go. It's true. Never even been in the same state since we've started this. <laughs> oh wow, we really haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not since we started this. Yeah. You may have been in the same state at, me at some point, but you know, clutching off to one of the very features. It's it's really true what you say about the social distancing, though. It is, it's it's a it's a physical. It's it's not. It, uh, I'm finding it quite strange because I have friends in all over Australia and all over the world, as you know. So for, for me, sitting down and having a glass of wine with my best friend in Tokyo and my other best friend in Seattle and my other one in wherever is normal. I do it all the time, you know, and, and now people are, are um, seeing all these Zoom meetings and we're going to have drinks with our friends via Zoom and Skype. But for me, that's so normal. That it's really nice to see that happening more now and and more locally. You know, it, it is really good. So there there is a way that this seems to have even brought people more so together, which is a really nice thing. And and for me, it's it's very different because since Scott Morrison announced over seventies have to be in self isolation, I don't have children, but I've now adopted a seventy four and a seventy six year old child. And I have to do everything for them, and they're very old-fashioned. So yesterday I had to go and pay cash at the post office to pay their electricity bill. (laughs) You know, so now I'm actually losing time because they still need their fresh bread every day and they still need things and they can't do anything. I have to do everything for them. So that's a very new concept for me as well. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting that this is also, I, I find, bringing people together, you know, that the memes just get funnier, you know, <laughs> like it's just, everyone is still laughing about stuff, even though horrible things are happening and people are dying, you know, it's, it's still a time where I find that we have come together. And I think, like you were saying earlier, um, Michaela, it's, it's just really nice that how, how can you find a way to help people in another way that's utilising my skills but maybe not necessarily for business or in business. Yeah. Coming back to the personal thing, Gem, I'm actually really interested because you've got such a huge Italian family that, I mean, it sounds like you guys you get together a lot. How are you all coping? Like what are you doing, like, you know? From a family point of view, to stay in touch, it, it's it's been very very difficult, especially with the uh, two people limit. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a very big problem. Um, we've been doing um, Zoom, so believe it or not, we have had two Zoom calls with with family. Yeah, new people. Well. <laughs> I mean, we, we couldn't. We tried. Which I I wasn't with my mum and dad at the time, but I I'd gone there and taught them or taught mum what to do, and then I had it 
on, I didn't close it, I didn't do anything, and I just said, you just, you know, push the, the left button on the mouse when this comes up type thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't teach it. My, my cousins taught their, uh, my auntie and uncle about the, the mute thing because it, it, it was manic, I'm telling you. And I, I don't know if you've ever heard an old Italian on the phone speaking to Italy, but they think they have to scream like their, their voice will protrude to Italy. <laughs> so they were all doing that via Zoom. It, it was manic. <laughs> it was manic, but it's, it's been okay. So, you know, but it has been hard because most of my family, the all aunties and uncles, they're all well over 70. So we're all having to do everything for all of them at the moment. And the hardest thing has actually been for them because their life is either coming to see me or going to their brother or sister's house or going somewhere else or doing that and they can't do it anymore. So it's, it's been very hard on them. Have you seen, like, anything, any lessons that you've seen them actually embrace? Like, you know, like, for instance, everyone says, like, oh, people are stuck in their ways. Like, I'm noticing, like, my mum, my mum's embracing certain things that I didn't think she would she would do and stuff like that. Like, she's, her partner's 77. So she's the person that's allowed to leave her house in New Zealand to go and get shopping and stuff like that. And he's very social and very active and stuff like that. So he wants to get out of the car and talk to everyone and she's had to become a real hard ass. Like, <laughs> go, Mum. Like, she's literally laying down the law and I feel like it's it's something that possibly wouldn't have come out of her. Like, she very much just goes with the flow. But I feel like it's, like, brought out this, like, really, like, no, this is something that I'm strong about or I've noticed friends that, like, it, it's brought out the side of them where they're really social and it's just, like, they've had to be really raw and open with us when normally they'd be a super bubbly, happy one, that they were really nervous to not be that person. But, like, from an from an older point of view, like, have you noticed that your parents have embraced anything a bit different or whether there's, like, different dynamics going on? Well, well I, I know my dad is driving my mum crazy because... <laughs> You know, he, he worked seven days a week for 60 years, basically. Now he's home every day and it, it is killing her. I, I can see it. <laughs> I really can, but they'll be okay, I guess. But they're, they're very, very typical, you know, always kick the man out type thing, let him run away and, you know, play with things and do stuff and build fences and do all that and then come home and he he doesn't annoy her all day but I think it's been really hard. <laughs> he's driving her crazy because he doesn't he doesn't know what to do. There's only so much he can play in the garden. There's only so much gardening and vegetables he can do every day. So he he's lost. I don't think he, he knows what to do. And he's probably following my mum around like a little puppy because he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> she needs to start purposely breaking stuff around the home so we have to fix it. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so a good idea. I've been thinking about if I can buy him like a model ship or something like that, or a little big puzzle. See, that's you know something that yeah will entertain him. Yeah, my dad's like I mean this is normal life for him and me in a lot of ways. Um. Because my, my mum died 20 years ago and so dad's been on his own for 20 years and, like, he's had a lot of health problems. He's 80, just turned 82. And um, 
like he worked really hard and so he has you know shoulder problems and hip problems and arthritis and all that sort of stuff so and he lives in Wagga which is really really hot in summer and really cold in winter so he's sort of developed all these hobbies that can be done Uh. inside and he does he actually makes remote control boats and like he'll do them like get a big ship and get the plans put down to scale and then he'll make all the tiny little intricate bits and pieces and so that's how he's surviving he's just business as usual that's right yeah so yeah get the boat kit for your dad highly recommend Absolutely. it <laughs> yeah and it'd be really cheeky and pull some pieces out of the box <laughs> <laughs> that'll keep him going uh, so I come from a family of like very organised, very OCD people. That will send him to the loony bin. He will not deal. Win, right? Yeah, it is a win-win. That's a, actually a really good idea. <laughs> you, know, you know, I always want to buy diesel passes from the op shop, but you're always like, hey, that fear that there's a piece missing. Yeah. My dad's really funny. He um. So my mum's fine, like she can totally cope, like exists in her own space perfectly fine. She's got she's very creative, she um loves to read, loves a movie, loves a nap. Like life's pretty good when you've got those things sorted, right? Um, my dad's really funny, like he's very much hands on stuff, he builds models as well. Mm. And um he's a DIYer. Like he early retired, got himself a camper van, like big big camper van. With a custom trailer in the back from the stores in it, he's currently parked up at a campground with nobody at it. He's parked up there. He's like, I've got the chairs caught to myself. I've got this. I've got this. But no one to play with. <laughs> he's so funny. And then, like, my dad was never a reader, but like, friends of ours got him into a Kindle. Yep. Like, he's got and got him into some of the ladies. Like, my dad's James Bond fanatic, right? Like, he can quote every movie. He knows all the details. Like, I remember one time going to a trivia night, and one of the categories was James Bond, and my dad was like, <laughs> like, it was just like, you just thought he's like, I was built for this. Like, you just like, and um, so he's been reading all these books, and it's so funny. Like, every time I call him there, he's giving me a rundown of what's happening with this book. I was like, this is my technophobe dad sending me photos on WhatsApp as well. Like, my dad got me onto WhatsApp. <laughs> Very impressive. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time... Take care and drink responsibly.